0: You're listening to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. Youth ministry isn't easy, and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth
1: of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry.
0: Welcome to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. We are back again with another car ride's worth of content. I'm here with Daniel and Emily today, and we are going to be jumping into some pretty Big topics, some pretty difficult topics to talk about today. And to to start it off, as always, I like to ask you guys, what are you loving? And we can keep it lighthearted because we're going to jump into some stuff today. So, what are you loving? That is just.
1: Well, I I have this uh, bullet journal. Oh, yeah. I think we've mentioned bullet journals before, but I just got one. So, I'm loving them this time. I think Kelly was the one that loved them before. (laughs) And instead of lines on a page, it's dots on a page. So, you can draw and do a lot of. Cool things in it. So I'm a doodler. Yeah,
0: I know you I know you like to doodle, so that um,
1: works. Yeah. So I use it for a lot of different things. You can tr- track things in there. I mean, you can use it. It's a journal, so you use it however you want to use it. But I got some multicolored markers and <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> it it's same. like my adult coloring book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Emily, what are you loving?
2: I'm loving Seinfeld. I watched it for years, but I'm back on a kick right now.
0: It's great I never got into that really yeah i have like my generation is very split if you're a Seinfeld or Friends mm. fan and I always got really into Friends my parents liked Friends but
1: must so, see TV
0: I know I think I should give it like yeah. a real shot but. I'm a fan of both of those but <laughs> Seinfeld top of the line that's so funny <laughs> well I am loving um, this podcast and I may have mentioned it before I might be repeating myself but I still listen to it every Tuesday it comes out in the morning um, and it's called The Next right thing by emily p freeman and they're really short quick you could call them a car rides worth of content they are pretty they are right about 15 minutes um and she's just always very timely with what she's talking about but it's just genuinely a christian woman going through life things that pop into her head and just trying to all um work together to just do the next right thing in our lives for ourselves for our family for the world whatever that may look like with this faithful um undertone to it. And so I love listening to her. She starts my Tuesday morning. That's what I put on when hmm. I get out of bed. And today's Tuesday, so that was timely. I thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are in episode 2 of our series Skin in the Game. The first episode we talked about teen activism just kind of generally, but today we're going to get into some heavier and bigger topics. We're going to be talking about racism and Black Lives Matter movement.
1: Yeah. We want to acknowledge again, as I think we're going to do in every episode of this series. We are not experts. (laughs) Yeah, that it's uncomfortable. We're not experts, um, but we don't grow talking about comfortable things or staying in our comfort zones. Our ministries will only ever be surface level if we're just comfortable. So let's get uncomfortable together and let's just talk about what makes this uncomfortable to talk about. There's a lot of things. Um, Number one We're three white people in a predominantly white church sitting around talking about this. Uh, We don't have the experience of having black or brown skin that others have. Mm -hmm. So we can't speak from that perspective. The sides of this argument are right now being very politicized. They're being associated with a political side. And we try to steer clear of that. Mm -hmm. We're Mm -hmm. not talking about political allegiances here, but we're talking about how to respond from a perspective of faith to something that's happening in the world around us. Mm -hmm. And it's difficult, though, to separate yourself from all of that. Um, And we don't pretend to be above it, but we are going to try to speak from what we understand from our faith. Mm-hmm. Um, we have people in our congregation as I'm sure you do in yours with widely differing opinions of racism Some things that some think that systemic racism doesn't exist and white privilege isn't real Some people are on the streets demonstrating for changes in policy politics and policing. So We're preaching to all of those people at the same time as you probably are in your context yep, absolutely um, and everybody is probably around asking really as you may be sitting asking yourself listening to us right now whose side are they on because that's a difficult line to walk Mm -hmm. and that is the messy middle that's where Mm -hmm. we want to be because that's where people are that's where the answers are in the mess of humanity and all of its beauty and ugliness the messy middle is the space that we strive to occupy Um, we want reform and relationships Brene brown says says it this way we want to go from being right to getting it right the emphasis being that we don't have to always have all the answers but that we just want to work at it So we want to go from being right to getting it right.
2: And teens are just jumping right in there and leading the activism. We talked about it last episode, but the point is that they want to be a part of it. They want to be out there on the front lines and they're fearless about it, but they also react without thought sometimes. So they need help in the process, need help balancing, they need help with prayer. And mostly I think they need help with relationships and reform because they can't vote yet, but they can go out of their comfort zone to meet people who aren't like them and have different viewpoints on all of it. They can listen and learn from each person. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. And so something that we all need to do that you need to do for your ministry and we are actively doing is to just take a hard look at yourself. I mean, Daniel kind of set it up by just putting it all out there at the beginning of that, of this episode of what it looks like for us, but... Look at your own ministry and your own parish, your own life. How many people of color do you have in your life? How much do you go out of your way to meet people of color? How much do you talk about what people of color need or are doing by generalizing about an entire race of people? How friendly is your church or ministry to people of color? How is your missions program set up? Do you focus on relief or development? Do you give handouts or do you pursue relationships that's a huge basis of what we do here at nativity with our missions we want to pursue relationships with these people daniel spoke last episode that we go out to the city because we're here in baltimore county we go into baltimore city to serve but we're not doing that much serving while we're there to be honest especially when you're with a bunch of teens there's only so much we can do and we do all we can and i'm know that they are extremely grateful, but the real reason we are there is for relationships to make connection, to learn and just have a different perspective of these people who are so close yet so far away from us in so many ways. So do you speak from a place of rules or relationships when it comes to race as well? And are you willing to listen and to have dialogue with and learn from people different than yourselves?
1: Yeah, you know, One thing that I've did lately that was really helpful, but Difficult for me in my bullet journal. <laughs> um, I started just listing people of color that I speak to regularly in my life. And the list is not very long. Wow. Um, and so I just wanted to start from that was really kind of at the beginning of this Black Lives Matter movement of thinking, I need to work on this. It's a blind spot for me. Um, and to be able to understand not just what's being argued on TV or anything, but what someone's experience is like, because every person's is different. Mm -hmm. Um, I know somebody from our parish who, um, is, was born in the Caribbean. So she's not African American. She's Caribbean American. Mm -hmm. But her skin color makes people think that she's African-American. Wow. Um, she speaks a little bit. There's a lot of things that are different about her experience than somebody else's um, who was born here mm-hmm. versus somebody who, who's, who was born in Africa or whose parents were born in Africa versus somebody who's from another area. So people of color, um, we lump them together like they've all had the same experience and they haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just about the policy changes that are being put out there, but it's really about relationships and how are we pursuing those things?
0: Absolutely. You are. That was the perfect setup for what we're going to talk about next. What you said earlier too, we aren't there yet, but we're working on it. That's what you're doing too.
1: Yeah. Just not letting the conversation fade away. I think it's really easy Mm -hmm. um, to just have a single message And to then not feel like you have to think about it a lot more, we'll just let this die down. Um, And that's the temptation Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. And we still haven't figured out really our church's role in all of this. It's
0: intimidating. It's intimidating to touch. And even like when you do, because you feel like, okay, I can't be silent anymore. I have to say something or do something. But then you don't want to go do more, dive in again. It's just, it's intimidating. It's uncomfortable.
1: But lean into that because Mm -hmm. that is the messy middle and the credibility is built in those times Um, and it's lost if you stay on the fringes or shy away from the things that's on everybody's mind. There was a message or two where as a church we were really struggling with what to say, when to say it Mm -hmm. and we admitted in our message meeting on Mondays that we really weren't listening to a lot of the message because we were just waiting for what our pastor was going to say about this particular issue. And when you reach that point, um, it's, it's time when you have to say something, Mm -hmm. um, and come down somewhere. So we came down in the messy middle and that's where we're continuing to try to grow as a parish.
0: Exactly. Well, to wrap up our episodes, we always like to give you guys one bright idea. So, Emily, what is our bright idea today? Our bright idea today is (laughs) to read
2: a book as a staff. We, as a staff at Nativity, just got Under Our Skin by Benjamin Watson. We've done others in the past, like Atomic Habits. But I think it's just a great way to grow together. So take it slowly, discuss it, have staff members lead parts of the discussion,
0: take it as a challenge and be open with it absolutely so that is your one bright idea thank you for joining us today we love you all very much tune in next time as we continue this series and continue to dive in skin in the game